With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Super Friends. Today I am joined by Ethan Harper, animator extraordinaire. Hey, Ethan. <laughs> Hi, Eric. Uh, Ethan, uh, who are you? Let's talk real fast about your awesome credits. Uh, I'm an illustrator who's been lucky enough to work in animation a little bit here. Um, I suppose my biggest uh, claim to fame <laughs> is uh, I did some cleanup work on Bee and Puppycat for yeah, Natasha did. Allegri mm-hmm. uh, and company. Um, and I most recently did uh, the similar job cleanup on um, Nico Colalio's Too Loud cartoon yeah, for DreamWorks great. TV, Very which cool. is, of course, a YouTube channel, not a television station, mm. but uh, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And today we're talking the 90s Superman cartoon. Indeed. Which is what Ethan and I both grew up on, yes. Superman the series. And the episode uh, episode four called Fun and Games, the debut of Toy Man, which was your favorite, uh, your introduction to the Superman animated universe, right? Yeah, yep. I was a huge Batman the Animated Series fan uh, since it initially aired. I was like 12, right? 92 it came out. Yeah, so I was 12 when it came out and it was just over the moon about Batman the Animated Series. And then when they did Superman, uh, yeah, I was just equally impressed. And um, I hadn't, you know, when I was a little kid, I loved Superman. I think like every little kid, I was just so smitten with him. And then at some point in my like junior high, high school years was kind of like, oh, you know, the, the typical like obnoxious argument of like oh Superman's just a Boy Scout like he's not interesting sure, he's sure. just like this boring goody even his name just Superman it's so boring don't you think that that came from the Batman movie in, in 89 when we were kids like all the marketing for that was like if you thought Superman was good check out Batman because all they Did, all we knew was Adam West before that really right so they're like all right well that's this it's not your grandpa's Batman he's better than Superman he's better than all the other movies and like I think that movie marketing just stuck to this day and it, it's yeah so transparent because did they they actually said that in the marketing did they like make a Superman comparison of, or are you just saying that was like that was you, all of like whenever any actor went on TV they're like oh I remember the Adam West TV show <laughs> oh, they're right. like so no they would... Batman's tough actually he's not Superman at all he's not campy and they were like comics are dark you guys so they're better and like right. to market one movie they ruined their entire they, company <laughs> right yeah and uh, i mean i can't you know i don't know if that's exactly what did it for me because i certainly was also raised like my dad you know i watched nick at night growing up a lot so like that whole era yeah. of like earlier than modern at the time 90s television like that my dad raised me to like appreciate for all it's good and bad and funny and not funny and whatever so i remember watching like the 60s campy batman and my dad sure. loving it and i certainly loved the donner superman films so much uh, and christopher reeve is still kind of irreplaceable um, you mentioned Nick at Night. Did you watch the George Reeves one too, the black and white? Uh, yeah, not not as much as like the '66 Batman or or the Donner films. Do you see but, the I Love Lucy? But I do crossover? remember it. Yes, but I don't know <laughs> if I saw that on Nick at Night back then. I, I think that was like years later that I saw that, and I was like, "Whoa, cool!" Like, yeah. So, so you weren't a Superman guy really when you when you saw this cartoon? No, and I was definitely more of a Marvel kid growing up. Uh, I think at some point in the past, I mentioned that like the first two comic books that I ever collected, uh, starting when I was around seven years old, were. Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Yes, dude. The Star Comics, anthropomorphic yes. uh, Spider-Man books. 
There were 17 issues that I collected across all of New England when I was a child. Oh, that's adorable. I found in back issue bins for years when you could still find like a separate category for Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Man <laughs> in a back Porker. issue bin. Do you get it, you guys? Because he's a pig. <laughs> Do you get it? And, uh, and then the other comic I collected was the initial John Byrne Bashema Wolverine run. Oh, really? Which was like the polar opposite. I mean, technically, like the overlap because they were Marvel yeah, connected, yeah. but Wolverine was like just beheading Madriporian like soldiers. And sure, my, sure. At some point, my parents... And I was raised like in a Christian home, fairly conservative. And they, at some point, like were flipping through these comics I was collecting, and like Spider Ham was whatever. And then they saw <laughs> Wolverine, like anti-hero, like late '80s Wolverine. Were like, oh no, you can't! Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, like yeah. wouldn't let me collect Wolverine anymore. So at oh, some man. point, this mix of like wholesome and not so wholesome loves. Uh, but at some point in there, I was like, no, Superman's dorkier. I got too cool for it. And sure, then. Sure. When Tim and company did the Superman cartoon, I was like, oh, shit, they made him way cool again. He's super uh, great. He so, is. So I'm the a... first one that you saw was Fun and Games, which was episode four. It mm-hmm. was, the first three episodes were origin. They were the origin story. Right. It was and the, the yeah. four was the first actually episodic. Here's a villain. Thing. Right. Uh, it aired in September 7th, 96. Mm-hmm. And it was written by uh, Robert Skier and Marty Eisenberg. Oh, my gosh. What's that? Are they your uncles? No, but I met. Robert Skier at one of Schraub's uh, uh, shock feature theaters. Oh, cool, cool. He came and did a Q&A after one of the movies Rob did. It wasn't for Ghoulies, was it? Or was it, it wasn't Ghoulies. It was, uh, I can't remember, but afterwards Rob was like, oh, there's a guy here who was like a PA on this film, and he came up to talk, and if I'm not mistaken, it was Robert. Oh, that's cool. And when I looked him up, I was like, oh, shit, this guy worked on some stuff I love. Yeah, and we talked, and I was episode. like, he worked on... And I, I hadn't even done his homework before today. I'm sure so, Marty Eisenberg is cool, too. I'm sure he is. <laughs> and the yeah. director was uh, Kazuhide Tomonaga. There and, we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really great episode. It's the debut of the Toy Man character. Yes. which And it was very scary. Episodes one through three yeah. of this were the classic origin. There was right. Brainiac, and, like, but it's outer space sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And this version, Toy Man looks like Chucky. Yes. It's like this horrible doll yes. that is like, it, it opens with him terrorizing gangsters, mm-hmm. right? The baddest of the bad, but looks like, yeah, a creepy Chucky guy. And what and was the cool. voice? Oh, yeah, the voice. Want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, he just had this weird, like, yes, that's very good. Like a really weird, creepy, kind of like not as accentuated Peter Lorre type voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really unnervingly. And uh, so as a Batman and a Wolverine kid, mm. was that cool to have like a scary villain fighting Superman? Like he's drenched in shadows and looks like a monster. And like, it's not what you expect when you think Superman the cartoon. Yeah, and I think that probably is kind of a nice, yeah, combination that reason why I kind of, the entry point. Because even though it, for some reason, again, it's, it's hard for me to remember kind of how I thought back then. Because now I'm such a huge fan of Superman and about everything that's good about Superman that's not like Batman. So then I'm like, is that... Was that my entry point, that it was, like, Batman-esque? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was to a degree. I, I appreciated that it was kind of as grounded as it could be in the same way that the Batman cartoon was. It was sure. like street level. Yeah. And yet, uh, so the first thing that always comes to mind when I think of the episode besides the creepiness of Toy Man himself was there's a sequence in the opening where, like, um, the guys steal a truck, these gangsters steal a truck, and mm-hmm. Superman comes up under the truck, lifts it, and brings it into a warehouse. Yeah. And then Toy Man shows up. And he's got this weird, like, rubber ball that yeah. drops on the ground and it starts bouncing. And then it goes higher and higher and higher and faster and faster. Every bounce, it gets, it it gets, gets like, 20 more pounds of, of uh, power. Right. So it starts, like, goes from very, like, nominal to becoming, like, smashing craters and breaking windows. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it becomes deadly lethal. Like. Yeah. And the quality of animation, again, this is 
we were talking earlier, there's like multiple overseas studios that would take care of the bulk of animation. And this one, where they started to hand off the directorial duties to some of the uh, Japanese or Korean animators. And I forget exactly which studio this was that did this overseas, but they like knocked out of the parts so the animation on this, of this ball. Sure. Like you said, knocking craters out of a concrete floor and bouncing off the walls and then punching like huge like impressions in this armored truck. Yeah, yeah. And it's punching Superman across the face and he's getting knocked back and forth. And then he just reaches out with his hands and claps. Yeah, yeah. He like watches it for a second and goes and then like shuffles his hands and like powder comes out. And I was just like, oh, like <laughs> I just loved how good the action was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then again, later, I think appreciated just how much wonderful Supermanism throughout the episode, which is his character and his Gorgeous. sweetness as Clark. But combined with, I'm a sucker for really well directed and well thought out mm-hmm. action. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it all tells a story, and it's very Fleischer-esque. And yes, like, there, oh, yes. There's weight to everything. This is mm-hmm. still when Clark like had to struggle for things. Like, right. When right. he when he lifted that truck you mentioned, he's really straining and he's like groaning, yeah. and and you hear like the tension of his muscles and of the steel kind of cracking as he's mm-hmm. lifting it. And we and in this show, every bad guy can hurt Superman. Right. Like he's right. he's stronger than any man, but all of the bad guys are aliens or robots or yes. cyborg, like magical. So yep, like yep. they're all on equal footing so mm-hmm. it all feels like fair fights which is also very cool very much so yeah one of the the last episodes you were talking about the of course the fleischer cartoons mm-hmm. that that tim and co were very influenced by making the the 96 series and all those same things just that idea of like superman can't you know punch the sun yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he kind of has to like really work and, and again that's a lot of credit to the storyboard artists but then additionally to the animators themselves that a, a quality animation company can really show that better than anyone. Like you can really feel just these subtle shifts and, yeah. and, and you know, the weight of the character within the animation is whew. Yeah. Still just, I just revel in it whenever I watch. It's super great. And this opening we're talking about, Superman's saving bad guys. Like he yeah. starts off taking them to jail, but then Toy Man jumps in. Right. And he's not right. a classic villain. He looks like a monster, but he's terrorizing bad guys. Mm-hmm. And he has, and he's using toys and gadgets in a very Batman-like faction yes. to murder criminals. Yeah. Yes. So this isn't a Superman has to like def- defeat a monster thing. It's mm-hmm. there's another guy, Metropolis, taking out the bad guys. Yeah. But he's doing it in a way that is unethical. Yes. And Clark has to intervene and yes. to talk about that. And And that's a great episode to have right up front on episode four like mm-hmm. to talk about the differences between him and a normal vigilante yeah for sure yeah good call yeah this toy man is a uh, is really creepy did you remember the toy man from the super friends cartoon or from the comics and how he how he was different no because uh like i said growing up kind of being more of a marvel guy i hadn't ever collected or read too much superman uh and even though i remember watching the old super friends cartoon i didn't watch enough of it i don't think i had ever actually seen any interpretation of Toy Man. So this was, I think, my introduction to him. And I was like, this is great. I loved how how creepy it was. He used to be, he's, his name is Winslow Schlott. And he's right. like, he's always been a toy inventor who like goes insane. And right, yeah, he had like times, the long white hair and like glasses, I think. He looked a little more like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Who like, like a, so yeah, what you're mentioning is from the 80s when he was like a Geppetto, yeah. like a pervy Geppetto Yes, character. okay, that's the, the visual of that, yeah. And then uh, <clears> there was in the Super Friends cartoon, he was uh, like a living marionette. Oh, and, and sort of like that could be creepy. The yeah. comic effect. He was like the Jar Jar Binks of the Legion of Doom. <laughs> was he? Like Joker is still kind of. Oh scary yeah, did he have man. the the three? Because he has a jester cap. Okay, yes, yes, I do remember so the like visual of that. From literally Super Friends, court jester but... in front of Luther and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like not scary at all. So this is right, a really cool right. turn. And there, so there's a couple turns episode. They have that where mm-hmm. he's scary, and then the second one is that this is not Winslow Schlott. This is the son of Winslow. 
Right. That's and, right. And they find that out because this whole episode, while Clark as Superman is dealing with a new vigilante, mm. Clark and Lois and Jimmy and the, on the, at the planet are solving a mystery. Right. And it's who is this Toy Man guy. Right. So it's, it has that Batman level of detective qualities to it. Yes. And I, 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 now that you put it that way, I do, I do remember that being a particular draw because I thought, and later on there was another episode, um, there's like a mystery episode with Clark where he seemingly gets killed. Yeah. Did you watch this one yet recently? Uh, I haven't seen it recently, but, but back in the day, yeah. Yeah, and, and I forget what it was called, but I remember loving that one because, again, it felt like kind of a Batman premise, but mm. with Superman in it. Yeah, and who I guess, Clark Yeah, and I guess I just, I, I guess I like that because, yeah, I like the idea of like Superman works so well. Again, it's you play with the character strengths, not just yeah. like, oh, let's structure a story around or let's structure what the characters you based around the story, but you structure it around the character traits. And so it's like, oh, Superman. Yeah adverse to Batman but I like him in those situations because even though it is fun to see him like fight aliens mm-hmm. I guess it's always been a little more interesting to see him fight common injustice in the way that he does versus the way yeah like you're saying versus the way Batman does it so that was yeah that was that entry point for me that I think I really liked I think most Superman stories that uh, people don't like are mm-hmm. just Superman with no Clark Kent or when Clark is like a, right. just a joke or like or just like mm-hmm. a disguise he's wearing. And I like it. In this show, all of the drama comes from Clark being a reporter yes. who's hearing about yeah. danger firsthand because that's what his job is. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and investigates. And then Superman is the tool that he uses to yeah. right wrongs. But it's Clark driven and it's Lois driven and Jimmy Olsen driven. Like they're yeah. going after it as like these mystery solving Scooby gang type right. characters. <laughs> right. Which they is just great. happen to have this ace and. <laughs> like why do we, we never have that in the movies uh, where, right. like, where it's Clark Kent trying to solve a crime and get down like yeah. he should be like Edward Snowden level like oh, trying God, to get to yeah. the bottom of what Luther is doing with the government and like right. it's always just like Superman punching a meteor or someone coming after Superman and he's defending himself but this is like the nitty gritty yeah. kind of like Watergate type reporter stuff and I guess that's the biggest shame for like actual comics readers because now that like the film world has become so like full of like superhero movies and then you've got people who've read decades worth i mean like what 70 years superman's been around yeah, since now 38 yeah that many years worth of stories and it's i mean it's even different from people that are like you know like book adaptations it's like oh you've got a book or even a series of books but we're talking at most like maybe seven books mm. but we're talking about hundreds like thousands probably of stories yeah. from 70 years worth at his peak in the 80s and 90s he had three comics a month. yeah and, and yeah. so it's like we're looking at them and you know not to be that like shake your fist to the sky nerd thing but you're just like when when they get it wrong, it's almost more of an injustice because you're like you're just not getting like the core of what Superman is mm-hmm. in these ways. Especially like you're saying, like if there's more stories of Superman, you know, being Clark first, and Superman is this thing that he kind of almost reluctantly takes on mm-hmm. uh, to to right wrongs in the best way that he can. There's a reason that like when he has the option to be at rest, it's not at Superman. It's right. as Clark right. <laughs> right. He has an apartment at 344 Clinton Street in Metropolis, <laughs> and you, you know he hangs out with like with the boys and yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I referenced it a bunch when we talk because I talk too much. But the, no way. the it's your, a podcast, it's impossible. <laughs> you're, you know, I met you through Harmontown, and and you're kind of yeah talking to Dan about that and kind of kind of convincing Dan to appreciate Superman through that lens, which is I think the very most appropriate way to look at it. Like, no, Superman is Clark. Like mm-hmm. he was raised to be this, uh, you know, type of person. Um, but he's got all this wonderful. Um, outsider and um, orphan element to it that's yeah he's a reluctant hero but in yeah, like yeah. the best the best way I think he wants to like have a farm and he, he wants to do the right thing all the time but yeah. like it just his abilities make the right thing this larger than life 
uh, he can't experience. not live up to that uh, responsibility, mm-hmm. and that's why it's 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 also disheart- extra disheartening because like the films lately have kind of uh, gone off. But uh, well, let's go let's go watch some. Yeah, sounds good. Let's take a break. We'll watch every movie about Superman. Okay, yeah, and we'll, we'll hear take from our sponsors. A couple day break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's been 13 days yeah. that Ethan and I watched everything, Yep. but we yep. still think that this episode of the Android series is the best one. Is, Ye- uh, yeah, so let's yeah. keep talking about this. Let's keep that premise going. <laughs> very good. Very good. So Toy Man, very oh, cool. Oh, so Toy Man, yeah. And he's the son of Winslow Schlott. Mm-hmm, Do you watch mm-hmm. the Supergirl show at all? I I watched the pilot and maybe another episode, and I've meant to kind of revisit it when I could, mm-hmm. but I just haven't had really the time to dedicate to it. There's a weird fact a lot of fans don't know. If you haven't seen them all, then you're a sexist. It just makes you No, I knew that, and that's why I'm extra apologetic about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great, and the, the son of Toy Man is in it, and oh, okay. he, he's like her cue, like the cue to her James Bond. He makes all of her gadgets. And Oh, that's cool. He's Wait. An, he's, an, he's an IT guy at, at uh, the Daily Star, where she Supergirl has gadgets? Yeah, whenever there's like tech stuff, like right, that you know, she's like not what Hamilton does. Because girls aren't good at technology, so, <gasps> oh, so man. she needs a tech guy. Oh, you just accuse you. me of being sexist. I was it's just true. playing into. I know, that. I know. <clears throat> Ethan's an amazing guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's he's in that show, and he has to like deal with the fact that his dad's the toy man, and does that make yeah. him a toy boy? And it's it's like really dramatic and <laughs> That's adorable. A whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they've kept this character going, and it's from the cartoon. I, I like that a lot. That's awesome. And this no, version, really awesome. he wants revenge because his dad, uh, he had a toy factory that okay. was used by, I mean, in, in the cartoon that we watched, his right, dad right, right. has a toy factory that is used by the mob to somehow oh. conceal a numbers racket? Yeah. I or mean, something? is it? I, I I started to watch it this morning before I left, and I didn't get to finish it. And I was like, I should revisit this. But it's a little bit of terrible plot, but it's fine. Sure, I was going to say, is it <laughs> is it your typical like, oh, they were putting like drugs and like teddy bears type no, thing? It's it, a but cartoon. it's not. It, they say it's a oh, numbers right, racket. Right. <laughs> they just say numbers racket and leave it at that. I don't know what that yeah. means. And as a kid, I was like really into the mystery, like we're saying of Clark solving this thing, right? And then they just say like the bad guys use. For an, I was like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Could they be smuggling guns in like super soaker packaging? Like, that'd right. be awesome or something. It's almost better that they left it to your imagination because you could just you could just go wild. That's why I'm a writer now because I you... filled in the blanks <laughs> yeah. in 1996 in this bad episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, so so uh, because his dad went to jail to take yeah. the fall for these for these bad guys, he was robbed of his childhood toy man. Mm-hmm. So now he's taking the guise of a child. The way right. that Batman takes the guise of a bat. Of course. And he's taking out lethal justice, like lethal vengeance yeah. on these bats, which is like, that's lethal really scary and creepy. And, but as a little kid, I was like, of course. Yeah. Totally. Now I'm thinking of like some guy modern day is just like snaps and like dresses up as Buzz Lightyear, but he's actually mounted like a real laser on oh, his wrist. Man. And he's just like cutting people down as <sighs> like Buzz Lightyear. I hope Elon Musk is listening to this. <laughs> that's what I want SpaceX Make it to happen. Become. And I mean, there is kind of an episode of Superman like that with the prototype suit. They build like Lex builds that oh, yeah. suit that's like. Well, they flat out make him Iron Man, right? Like he's. he's oh I, yeah, that's right. Lex yeah. Was like he's. I make weapons, and I'm. Te- this whole series is about how much DC hates Marvel. Did you realize that? Because <laughs> in in the pilot episode, or like, or when we first see Lex, which is episode two, right? He's Iron Man, but he's unrepentant, and oh, and Superman's yeah. like anyone who makes missiles for a living can't be a good guy ever. That's right. What a terrible idea for a superhero. That's right. And then like. So and then Toy Man is the Punisher. Yeah, Superman's like that's an awful <laughs> yeah. idea. That's morally right. wrong. 
It predates, of course, the popularity of the modern movies, but those characters have obviously been around for so long. So, episode yeah, five right. is him fighting Lobo, who's just a Wolverine just... parody, <laughs> and he has like the Wolverine hair, and, and like right. instead of a yeah, it's he's just Marvel. He like it's Wolverine <laughs> if Wolverine was on a Ghost Rider motorcycle, and then right. had instead of Thor's hammer, he has a crowbar in this. Yeah, so he's, yeah. Just, he's just flat out fighting Marvel, and he's like, "What a bad idea!" And like punching it. It's so funny. And then Lobo's like, "I'm the main <laughs> man for the half the episode," and then the, at the end, he's like, "You." You know what? I think you're right. I think DC's right. Like it's it's so funny. It was like '90s bid to get the kids back. And I was always so torn because again, I was a Marvel kid. I really loved Spider-Man. I loved the Marvel books generally more than DC, even though I like super I liked Superman and Batman so much. But then at that time, DC was kicking Marvel's ass outside of comic media. Like, and then everything Marvel did was not, you know, the X-Men cartoon and the Spider-Man cartoon. They were. Sure terrible they were great entry points for <laughs> we younger kids this earlier people are gonna get mad that you say that but i want you to i want you to uh i agree clarify. with you and i want you to clarify yeah because like i was again uh, i i'm so i was 12 when batman anime series came out and that was just a couple years after like i think x-men was in 91 or whatever and spider-man was around the same time so sure, sure. T- 11 and 12 and kind of being a student of art like visually structurally the quality of animation the quality of illustration was terrible and the stories they just like threw everything in the kitchen sink in there Versus Batman, which was like this slower film noir, like very elegant. And so, again, being younger than that, when I was introduced to the Spider-Man and X-Men comics, it was the same thing. Like I was like a Liefeld run of X-Force and Jim Lee X-Men and Fabian Nicesa and and all these things. So, like, of course, if I were like years younger, I would have loved those cartoons just like I loved the comics growing Mm -hmm. up. But when I was like 12, I was like, oh, these Marvel cartoons right now are garbage compared to the DC cartoons. I've been a 12 year in animation snob and you're like, these won't hold up. (laughs) Like, I really uh, was. Ladies and I gentlemen was... of the playground, I decree <laughs> of the playground. <laughs> Come back to me when I'm like early 30s. I'll be in a podcast at a comic book store. Yeah. And let me tell you that. Like, I will tell you what. Which one's going to be talking about? Like, yeah. Those morph episode of X-Men? I don't think so. Mm, exactly. We're going to be talking about Batman Beyond and Superman. Yo. Oh my God. Batman Beyond's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Superman and that. I love that. I love also you're like, I was 11, so I was a student of art and animation. <laughs> Yeah, when you I say it back that, to me, though. I'm like, "Yep, no," but it was, it was That's, true. You're I was so good at like, of course, you had to have started that that young. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, man. So you're you're a DC guy though. I saw that you were animating uh, this awesome thing where it was like Mark Hamill reading oh. Trump's tweets. Mm-hmm. And then you were doing like the animation in the Batman style of the Joker reading Trump's tweets. Yeah, to overlay over that. I'm legitimately terrified that someone's going to beat me to it. But if anything, like I say, I feel well, like that's a lot of fire under you. The, now. I mean, the, mentioning it. Yes, the the quality of my work I stand behind. If oh, it's so not good. the quantity, so if, if people don't know, Mark Hamill had done a series of like reading Trump's tweets in his As Joker, Joker voice, and they're. <laughs> incredible and the first one he did was like last year on new year's he did this new year's tweet from trump that it's just mind-boggling how Do you remember perfect it? it is wasn't he like happy new year to all he's of like my happy haters. new year to all including my many enemies and those who seek to destroy me it's, it's just so you read <laughs> it and you're like this league. is a real thing that our supposed president said so it's funny. insane so yeah i was trying to animate to that and to match the style of Batman the animated series specifically like the return of the Joker uh model of that Joker which I like the most that was great. and I'm 
you know, in the middle of it and it's turning out good. But yeah, yeah I, I love your do. art style. You always post like, you. great things where you're like drawing in pizza boxes and stuff. Like, what is what is your uh, website for your art? So, I mean, I have a Tumblr that I don't really update too much, but it's uh, just my name on social media is Ethan C. Harper, E-T-H-A-N-C-H-A-R-P-E-R, one word. So EthanCHarper.tumblr.com and I'm on like Twitter and Instagram. I really love at your Ethan work. C. Harper, but I, I'm terrible at updating. But when I do, uh, you know, I'm proud of my work. And um, sure. I also have an etsy shop should i plug that i, I mean now you have to because you mentioned i it. guess It'd be weird so. if i was like I've, no that wasn't too primitive <laughs> uh so i have an etsy shop too and it's like i forget exactly how you enter it etsy.com slash name? shop yeah slash uh my shop name is unpainted huff hines <laughs> unpainted h-u-f-f-i-n our producer is laughing i have no idea is that like a it's manly a, thing that i'm lost on it when it's it's a deep oh, cut raising from raising arizona, arizona oh, which is one of my favorite films I grew up in tucson gotcha oh yeah Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah, your art's really like a whimsical, but also very clearly superhero action inspired and stuff. I really like it a lot. Thank you, Eric. I, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it. Were you so Bruce Timms is like a, an icon of yours, right? A oh model. yeah, very much. He he. As far as like my style, it's like John Crisfalusi. Who's uh, that? Uh, the creator of the Ren and Stimpy show. Okay. Uh, and John, I've actually gotten to work very briefly with John. I did some cleanup uh, on a short that he's been working on for the last number of years. Uh, so yeah, really John Kay and Bruce Tim and co are probably my two biggest influences. Um, cool. and I, everything that they were influenced by classic Warner brothers cartoons, Fleischer, yeah, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. What is your uh, ultimate goal in animation? Do you want to work on, uh, I know you said you were a nineties guy. Do you want to do like, do you want to work with Bruce Tim on something or do you want to create your own superhero or like what's, what's your goal? Yeah, I mean, I would love to create my own stuff, you know, and we've been trying to work together a bit because I, everything you've written that I've gotten to read, I've loved. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, and so I'm super eager to, you know, find people because I'm not a writer. And so I think I have good ideas and I think I can be a good collaborator. I think I'm good at bouncing back and forth and, yeah. and crafting something, but I'm, I can vouch for that, but I'm not so good on my own and I don't know how to really, uh, reverse engineer story structure and all that fun stuff that real writers do. So take my class at Meltdown Camp. Yes. Uh, I really want to, uh, <laughs> But we're all starving artists, um, <laughs> which is a terrible excuse. But no, uh, so of course I think I would like to create my own stuff, and I think I have a, a number of good, you know, ideas and nuggets of things. Yeah. Um, and that thing that I've mentioned to you several times, I have a really solid uh, <laughs> Scud the Disposable Assassin story that yeah. I've been wanting to do for years. You're a big Rob Schraub fan as well, right? Indeed, uh, Rob fine. is also actually, to be fair, probably one of my greatest influences. Yeah. Um, even more so with just his work ethic and and idea of just make 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 uh, and you know learn through failure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, which plenty of people uh, have as a model, but Rob mm -hmm. uh, kind of drove that home to me, and he was very influenced by John Kay and Bruce Tim and all these other guys that I love. Um, but yeah, so I have a lot of ideas that I love to do. And as far as in animation, um, you know, I kind of led with animation when I moved out here a couple of years ago because I'm very distracted and kind of uh, ADD, and so. I have a hard time getting things done unless I can focus on one thing at a time sure. since I want to do everything. So I picked kind of animation to start with. And the little bit of work I've done in animation, I've enjoyed a lot. But I actually am not sure if animation is kind of the final goal for me. Let's if it's really comics. my... Yeah. Let's I mean, I went it. to school for comics. I went to the Kubert, the Joe Kubert uh, School. I always forget that. Because yeah. everyone else I know, it's like being vegan. If you went to the Kubert School, you're like, the first two it's sentences, <laughs> you're like, I'm a Kubie. I went to the Kubert School. But I went for one year. So it's not like I finished and have like a real... One more year than I went. In, in, indeed. Uh... Yeah, but so I, I mean, I'm 
I'm a comics fan and I would love to do more comics. I love sequential art storytelling. Uh, and like I said, I, I picked animation as a track to start when I came out here because if I didn't pick one thing to focus on, I wouldn't get anything done. Sure, sure. So I did a little bit of animation. I think I realized it's probably not in the big picture for me in terms of like being an actual animator. Sure. But of course, as a medium, I would love to see any number of things animated of my own and to work on other stuff. But I, I kind of like the freelance. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy life. that Superman, as a as an idea, which I think is a very powerful, necessary concept, yes. uh, the idea of Superman, very exists so. in so many mediums. Because mm-hmm. you said, like, as a kid with ADHD, maybe comics weren't the best thing in the world, sitting down and reading a comic. Right. But a cartoon with, like, lots of uh, movement and animation and sounds, yeah. like, is what kind of held your interest. Whenever you and I talk about superheroes, you always default to the animated versions of them. Like, the 90s Batman stuff, so, huh? Batman Beyond. And I love, like... I'm such a comics purist, but yeah. I really appreciate that these stories can live in a different medium as well. Oh, yeah. I think that's really awesome. And it's weird to hear it said back to me because you're, I mean, you're right. Again, it's, that's true. It does always kind of, it is the default, but, uh, my, but my God, I, I, I don't believe I love comics any less. Uh, not that it's a kind of like any yeah. less than you do. I mean, I, I'm enamored with, and I'm constantly proselytizing about that. I'm, I'm <laughs> tell people that I that don't know anything about it. I'm like, read, understand the comics, like understand how unique and beautiful of a medium this is the the it's incredible but yeah you're right it's uh, it is cool that these characters transcend these things and uh, just the message uh, you know to bring it back to superman of course the message of superman alone that that you champion so hard which is so true it's just again raised in a christian home and i uh, one of your earlier podcasts Let's you were talking talk about, about this yeah 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 uh, about him being like a good allegory for all sorts of religious figures and and for like a, a god figure uh, too it's it's yeah can we talk <laughs> the, about like? Do you still have? Uh, do you still engage that faith as an adult? Are you still no. like, active? But you are with Superman and with comics and Batman. Yeah, yeah. So like, Jesus lost you, but Superman kept you. <laughs> so that's sort of interesting. Like, yeah. Well, and I think it ties into that. Um, I don't know if it's the proper terminology, but like the monomyth, if that's yeah. specifically what it is. But you know, of course, that also Dan is a big. Uh, student of that, that talking about the, just, the Joseph Campbell idea that all stories are the same story and that they're these right. very powerful recurring motifs in human civilization and right you get, yeah yeah every faith sort of has the same idea about yeah mm-hmm. gone, these gone. like oh yeah no you're right uh, these infamous uh, infinite kind of variations on a theme but yeah this the hero's journey or mm-hmm. or just the journey to yeah to self discovery and growth and and yeah Superman is just kind of another one of these. Uh, characters that comes out of that that's particularly appealing to kids you know the, the color and the design and yeah and but as an adult though can, I, can yeah, is, is this yeah. personal like the no, idea no, that no, like please. maybe do you think that you revisit uh superman more than you do like the bible oh yeah so like why isn't that interesting because like, <laughs> yeah. you're raised to believe that one was better and maybe right. even true right the other one is more true for you as a person as a, like an older man now yeah and, and i think that is because of like you said it's like when you're sometimes when you're raised with something uh and then you you leave it you step away from it and you kind of realize like oh i've been raised to believe this certain thing was true and now i'm not so sure that that's the case and now i kind of almost rebelling against the fact that like I don't want to like encourage other people to be like you need to like browbeat your children into believing that these things actually happened and that if they don't adhere to these rules they're going to hell kind of like wildness. So to me I'm kind of like you know and even that I suppose is a juvenile way to like reject that so harshly that you're like well I'm not even going <laughs> to sure, sure. bother with that anymore because you know I still have plenty of friends that are involved in the church and the, and there's so yeah, much I wonderful love, stuff to pull I love that stuff yeah. Yeah, to pull from Jesus and Jesus teaching whether or not he was like a real human person or not. It yeah, we, kind we, of we know Superman isn't, and we still follow his teachings. So right, yeah, it sort of right, matter. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
Yeah, it's man. Yeah, what a big wild subject. But uh, I just I like that part of you because you're you're a very decent, good man, and I'm proud to be your friend. <laughs> and and I like that it comes. You. I don't think it comes from any of those sources. I think that you express your decency through your appreciation of these things. I, that's I would like to yeah and that's, accept that as a good. <laughs> I like that. You're a good guy, man. I'm glad we're friends. I'm glad you're here doing the podcast. So are you? This Absolutely. Has been very awesome. I, I can't express how happy I am to get to do it. And well, thanks, dude. Have do this you, conversation. Do you have any uh, parting wisdom for the young super ninos of the world? Oh boy, no. Uh, I mean, keep listening to this because it's really good. And Eric is good man. An equally awesome human being that uh, I think has a wonderful heart and is interested in. Uh, in spreading the gospel of Superman, which is <laughs> acceptance and fighting for the little guy and, uh, and you know, the underdog. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it's all about. It's like there's a lot of underdogs and a lot of us are privileged to not be in that position. But All of us strange visitors. But we better, yeah. we better live up to that responsibility and, and fight for the little guy. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So if you're another little guy like us and you want to contact and sync up and be our friend, our super friend, yeah. how can folks meet you online? What is your what is your handle on Twitter and Instagram? Yeah. Um, so earlier, it's uh, Ethan C. Harper, mm-hmm. E-T-H-A-N-C-H-A-R-P-E-R, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and I actually am like an old man that's most active on Facebook. Um, you can just look <laughs> me up on Facebook. Just look up Ethan Harper. And my icon is a cartoon drawing of myself in the style of Lord and Miller's Clone High. So if you're a super nerd, and I know all of you are because you're listening to a Superman podcast right now. That's right. Look at that reference. Oh, this is great. Thank you so much. And all of you guys, check out Ethan's art. It's amazing. He's amazing. You're amazing. I will see you all later. Bye. All right, so as we're walking out, Ethan grabbed me by the shoulder and said, Eric, I have the most important message there's ever been. I need to broadcast it to mankind. This is going to save millions. This is gonna. This is gonna redeem souls. This is the most you, important thing. You bastard. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, no. So, uh, in reality, Ethan has a really funny Superman story that I like a lot uh, about his first time encountering the myth of Superman that I really want you guys to hear that I forgot to ask about. So, Ethan, please, if you'll indulge me. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just when you asked me to do this, uh, I was like, "Yeah, we'll talk about the cartoon because that's a good entry point." And then I remembered earlier today that like my earliest Superman uh, memory and story is that when I was a little kid, when I was probably like four or five. I used to dress up like Superman constantly in like underoos, you know, the classic like with the shirt. I respect that so much. And the underwear, right? But not just that. I would have the shirt with the Superman symbol and my diapers or underwear or whatever. And then for my cape, I had like a a big bushy red fluffy towel. Awesome. That my mom would tuck into the collar of my shirt so it would hang down, right? But then I had like a little boy blazer for like <laughs> whatever weddings I have no idea why I had a blazer when I was like four my parents must have got it meetings. to dress me up for like you know photos for once sure, sure. so I had this little blazer so I would put this blazer on over the Superman shirt with the stuffed towel on my collar blazer couple buttons sunglasses okay giant okay. sunglasses on my little kid face and then I would you know have my mom tuck the cape up into the blazer so that it wouldn't be seen because I was very oh, like even Clark then Kent very style. meticulous. I was like, I've got to be hidden. I'm Clark Kent. You can't have the cape hanging out the back. Oh my god, I love coat. it. So my mom would tuck the cape in. So I would walk around and be Clark Kent for a few minutes, and then I would dramatically like rip off the coat and take off the glasses, and the cape would come out, and I'd fly around the Superman. Amazing. Then I would run into the bathroom and put the thing back on the, the and the sunglasses, and then run back out and be like, Mom, tuck me in. <laughs> and I put my arms up, and she would tuck the cape back in and be like, Ugh, and I'd do it like. Oh my 20 times a day and I'd just be running around and constantly and she'd be like alright I gotta make him Clark how much again. better would the movies be if he had to do that if he had to go back to his mom if he had to... and she had to tuck it back in every time yeah oh my if god Superman was like tucking his cape into his like outside underwear yeah, like so in the Clark Kent 
That's so good. I'm suit. glad we're friends. I used to Me have too. to, my mom used to have to um, sew Velcro onto my shoulders. Right. I remember hearing you say and that in an earlier one. Games. That's probably what tipped me off. I was so like, I think, oh, I have yeah. a story of dressing up as Superman. We both like, rec- it's like a real recognize real. That's how we knew each other. We're like, that guy's one of us. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All right. Well, I can't believe we almost didn't include that. I want to die. <laughs> There's a world out there, some bleak dystopia where no one knows that. Yeah. And I don't think they deserve to live there. I think no, it's the we, we leave this in that other darker timeline and we like both yeah. get hit by a car that's earth three over there yep. the crime syndicate yep. well thank you Ethan. i love that we have bonus content for the first time yeah um this is there you can go. only get this if you give a thousand dollars to our patreon <laughs> this is the bonus content for yeah the episode. so i'm not even gonna get this yeah I, this story is now forgotten you guys are lucky you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome with eric esquivel Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.